Go Light presents Opinions Matter with Adrian Kennedy. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast. Hi, my name is Rona Cullinan and I'm a special needs mom to three amazing children. We've been using CBD oil for the last couple of years and it has completely transformed our lives and I cannot recommend it enough. And if you would like to get your hands on some CBD oil, I have some great news for you. Our show sponsor is Greenheart CBD are offering Opinions Matter listeners a special 20% discount on um, CBD oil products. So if you would like to avail of a 20% discount on all of their range from their uh, website, all you have to do is go on to their website, which is greenheartcbd.ie, greenheartcbd.ie, and then uh, at checkout, you put in the promo code PODCAST2022. Simple as that. PODCAST2022. You uh, put that in as the promo code at checkout when you're uh, buying whatever it is you're buying and you will get an immediate 20% discount. And it works. And I've uh, a couple of people I know that uh, did avail of it over the weekend and um, one already got his product in the post. So that's fantastic. So our thanks to our show sponsors, Greenheart CBD. Uh, they're Ireland's multi-award-winning CBD oil. The range of product they have is unbelievable. And if you uh, want to get your hands on some CBD oil and uh, avail of a 20% discount, you go on the website, greenheartcbd.ie. And when you get to check out, you uh, use the promo code uh, PODCAST2022. Simple as that. And our thanks indeed to Greenheart CBD for offering uh, our Opinions Matter listeners that discount. So once again, you just use the promo code PODCAST2022. So what do we want to talk to you about on this latest Opinions Matter podcast? Do you believe that too much information and fear is being shared with children when it comes to COVID-19? Are parents subconsciously instilling their own fears into their kids and damaging their children as a result? Not just parents, actually, but society as a whole, including the news and and, uh, wider media. Or is it simply educating kids and giving them vital knowledge about something that is very important. Well, we got a message from a lady called uh, Rebecca, and I want to read Rebecca's uh, message, which she sent to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Adrian K and Jeremy D. And here's what she writes. I have two kids who are six and 11, and I'm worried about the anxiety my eldest child suffers every day going into school because of this pandemic. I try to uh, shelter them from all the COVID-19 news as much as I can, but it's so difficult because once they're out with their friends and at school, I can't protect them from it. It's everywhere. Luckily, my six-year-old is too young to really understand it, but my 11-year-old is so scared of getting the virus and bringing it home, she is terrified. And that's not the way I want her to spend her childhood years. I really think it's time to stop sharing information about COVID with our kids. If you talk to your child about COVID, then you are instilling fear into them and subconsciously projecting your own fears onto them. And that is bloody cruel, she says. I also believe that it's time for the government to stop announcing daily figures. Enough is enough. When I spoke to friends about this, many disagreed with me, saying that they believe children should know about this virus and that lying to them will do no good and will even make them more careless about the precautions to take in order to avoid getting the virus. Some also believe that the daily figure announcements are vital in our fight against the virus because it keeps people on their toes in terms of staying safe and not becoming lazy and careless. I don't want to be kept on my toes. I want to live a normal life, and the same goes for my kids. I believe that we, as parents, are guilty of making our kids anxious about this pandemic and robbing them of what uh, are meant to be the best years of their lives. It's selfish and cruel, writes Rebecca. And that's the conversation that we want to uh, have with you right now on 85 825 2626. So basically her uh, her point is that we need to stop talking to kids too much about COVID-19 because we are making them anxious. I agree with what she is saying 100%. Ever since 
the start of this pandemic, and it's something I've argued with Jeremy about quite regularly, um, I believe that we are making kids afraid of their own shadow, and I don't think that's a good thing. I don't know if I necessarily agree that kids are kids are becoming afraid of their own shadow. I think, you know, if you're going to be around anxious kids, around anxious parents, obviously it's going to rub off. But, you know, does that mean we lie to our kids, that we don't tell them the truth about what's going on at all? Um, obviously you can't because, you know, you've kids from nine years upwards wearing face masks in school. Which, by you the way, I don't understand. The age for wearing face masks in this country is, what, 13? No, nine. Nine. It is actually yes, nine. from third class upwards. But I've, I see people going around with kids who are like six years old wearing them. Like, what's that about? Your kid doesn't have to wear one. Why would you put one on your child unless you have to? It's an argument I've had with Jeremy regularly that he has me. his if young fellow wearing a mask. I see a young child go, it just... It just doesn't sit right with me. Okay, but let's go back to the, the point of the conversation. Uh, this lady, uh, Rebecca, believes we are instilling fear into our children at a time of their lives that they're meant to be having great fun. Would you agree with that? To an extent, but at the same time, I don't think we should shelter kids from everything. I think there's ways of handling it, you know. And kids pick up on things without you even realising. Like, I could be having a conversation, and my kids are younger, but you could be having a conversation with your partner and they're they're there listening without even realizing you could have the radio on in the car or the news on in the background so i don't think it's fair to just blame the parents plus you cannot you there's only so much sheltering you can do because the kids are going to go to school you know and kids from 12 now have smartphones and are on social media you know so they're seeing it anyway you know, I think it's how you... And how do you feel about uh, the daily COVID figures where oh God, every day we're uh, announcing... You're sick of it. Sick of it. Get rid of it. I don't want to know. I don't care anymore. Isn't that a bit irresponsible? I don't care. Uh, Two years well, put it this way. has been pushed in my face. I'm sick of it. Put it I, this way. With the, with the daily figures, it... Uh, um, I feel it does keep you on your toes. When you hear 20 plus thousand cases a day... You know then this bloody thing is everywhere and you're a little bit more careful, no? Are we getting the flu numbers? No. No. Are we getting numbers of others? Are we getting cancer numbers every day? No. No. People are dying from both. I don't need the COVID numbers pushed in my face. I know COVID is out there. I know what I have to do to avoid it. I've gotten my vaccinations. I'm washing my hands. I'm coughing into my elbow. I'm doing my six feet whenever I can, you know? We don't need to constantly hear it. And not only that, but, you know, you have to weigh up the benefits. You're saying, you know, you need this because you won't become careless. But think of your mental health as well. Mental health is just as important as your physical health. And All right, well, that's the conversation that we want to have with you. Send us a WhatsApp to 085-825-2626. That's 85 825 2626. Do you think we are making our uh, children too afraid of uh, this virus? And should we avoid having conversations with our kids uh, about it? I, yeah, you see, I've always believed that the children are the ones that are going to be most impacted by this whole thing, ultimately. I don't agree. I think they will be impacted, but I think, you know, kids are really resilient. They, they're harder than you think. Like, okay, it's hard now, but once this is over, you know, be... You see, I would have, I would have agreed with you had it only lasted a couple of months. We're two years see, into I'm this I'm very now. lucky, and I thank my lucky stars every day that my kids are still so young that they, by the time this is hopefully over, because this is going on a long time, that they won't even remember. So they're too young to be affected by it. So I don't really... I, I can't imagine what it's like to be a parent in the position. And give, give us a call if you are a parent with a child from the age of maybe six to... 18 um, give us a call and let us know what it's like to have a child in that position because I genuinely don't know what it's like so maybe I just don't get it but I do think kids are more resilient than we give them credit for alright let's bring in some calls on this 085-825-2626 is our uh, whatsapp number Morris you're on Opinions Matter how are you Morris Good afternoon, Adrian, to you and Katie Cans. We call her Katie Cans now because she had a bag of cans on Katie, what a bag of cans. <laughs> also, I'd like to say congratulations to Jeremy and his wife on the new addition to their family. Uh, Absolutely, it really is great to get good news. Oh, it really yeah. is great to get good news. Uh, you know, uh, and for those, you, for, yeah, for, for those of you not aware, our Jeremy is on paternity leave now because his wife, uh, Sue, had uh, their baby on Thursday. Freya. 
Freya is the baby's name, and she's beautiful. Uh, she's beautiful. And she uh, came home yesterday, and everything was all good. So that's Brilliant. that's fantastic. So uh, yeah, congratulations Brilliant. to both of them. Anyway, uh, Morris, what do you want to say on this yeah. with regard to uh, the amount of information we give our kids about COVID? Yeah, I'll give you two examples that I've come across recently. One is my four-year-old grandchild, Lola Grace. Okay, and she got on the WhatsApp to me and my wife and said, "Nanny, Granddad." We can't come to Ireland for Christmas because the germs are back again. Now, she's a very clever four-year-old girl. And unfortunately, when she was about to go and visit her nanny and granddad who live in England near them, the whole house came down with COVID. So okay, so, uh, so it's not it's not something that she could be protected from. Exactly. So it came right to her door. Now, she was home in October with us holding her brother. And it was the best time of her life. And boy, God, was I knackered when they went home after 10 days. <laughs> the four-year-old and the two-year-old. I was run ragged. With her being four and being clever, we didn't say virus or bug or something that could kill you. She was told the germs. So you, tell, you teach them at the age to understand what you're talking about. The germs are bad and we can't travel. Good for her. Mm. I have a 12-year-old niece on my wife's side who's very intelligent. She's going into first year fairly soon after school. And she researched the COVID jabs for herself because she was coming to the age group and her mother is very protective of her. And she told the mother, I've looked at it all. I know what's going on. I want to get vaccinated. I know you're trying to protect me and you don't want me to get it because mm. I'm only 12. But, you know... Okay, so the, uh, uh, and this, is, this is something we mentioned on a previous podcast yeah. that, you know, uh, I think you should have a conversation with uh, your kids when they're that yeah. sort of age and ask them what they want to do uh, with regard to the vaccine. But... One of the things that I uh, have been saying for the last nearly two years yep. is my biggest fear out of all of this is the negative impact that uh, this yep. is going to have on our children um, in terms of them not living a normal life and being constantly afraid of the germs or the virus or whatever it is. Do you think yep. we've, uh, we've overdone it? Do you think we are making our children afraid of their own shadow? Well, like Katie said, she's at the beginning of rearing children and they're at a young age and hopefully, like in time, they can't forget. But one of the things I grew up with, and I know that adults older than me have this situation, uh, a childhood lasts a lifetime for good, bad or indifferent, mm. you know? Okay, you know, so, so you, you, you obviously don't believe that this is going to have a lasting impact. Let's let's hope that it, it, this um, pandemic yeah. a- ends this year. Let us assume it's going to end this year. Do you yeah. think that uh, kids will just bounce back and life will return to normal for them? I, I, I hope so. I really do because, I mean, to say, the children that Katie have now and Jeremy have, they're the future of this country. And we have to nourish them and protect them and bring them up to be the citizens that we want them to be and go forward as human beings and make Ireland proud. Mm. So you get a chance now to make things good for them. A pandemic means worldwide. Everybody's going through it. All age groups from a couple of months old, you're trying to protect your new baby, up to your 90-year-old granny. Okay? So in between, I think children will be resilient. But Katie's voice, they need to get her off the television. They need to get it out of the papers. We're sick of it. It's on Lake the Angeles every day. Up this, up that. Up okay, but, uh, but uh, a lot of people um, are arguing, and in fact, I'll read a comment that came in on our yeah. uh, Facebook a moment ago about the daily COVID figures. Uh, the daily figures need uh, to be revealed regarding uh, COVID. The government need to announce these figures so we know how things are. I just no- wish the number of recoveries was also reported uh, daily so people know how many have recovered after getting uh, COVID-19. Do you not believe that that is affecting people's mental health by constantly pushing in their face, this is the shit we're dealing with now, this is a shit show. You know, this can all be about our physical, not catching COVID, not giving it to our granny so our granny doesn't die, but we have a massive issue here with mental health issue depression anxiety mm. in ireland and i think this is only yeah, adding okay. to it we have services that are already struggling pre-pandemic and now can't even cope at all you know it's not helping you know the bigger picture it's really not helping people are going to be seriously affected. okay but do we just pretend this isn't happening then i think it's time to let it go stop talking about it everywhere I think it's time to get on with it. This is, to me now, the way I look at it is, okay, and this might sound very ignorant, we've had two years of it. It's taken up enough of my life. It's taken enough of my time. It's already robbed my, my one-year-old of any kind of normal 
baby I didn't get to do and I know it sounds so petty but I didn't get to do any of the things I got to do with my little boy you know baby massage baby yoga gymboree and like it's just those little things that that bug me I just think it's time that we move on you know I want to find out if anybody agrees on this that it's time we uh, stopped publishing uh, daily COVID figures that we stopped having it on the front page of the newspapers let life go on as normal stop having it on news bulletins and all restrictions I'd love to hear from you. 085-825-2626 is our uh, WhatsApp number. Let me go to Hugh. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Hugh? Hi, Adrian. How's it going, Kitty? Good, thanks. Now, Hugh, what did you want to say? Right, well, I was uh, just one point, well, a couple of points. I was in the post office on Friday, and there was a lady just in front of me, obviously wearing masks. She had a little kid. I would say the kid was probably no more than four years old wearing a mask. You obviously don't believe that that child should have been wearing a mask. Definitely not. No way. Hmm. Now, I have to say it's something that I've always felt very strongly about. It's something I've argued with Jeremy Jeremy about because he is one of those parents that uh, gets his uh, six-year-old to wear a mask. I've a major issue with that. And what do you think the effect is on children? They are going to be damaged. There's no question about this. Mentally, they are going to be damaged, like because they've been told. I mean, even listening to the radio, Jeremy, you know yourself. There's little kids on saying, "In case I get sick, I'm to keep Granny well." I mean, I go, "What the? Mm. What's all about?" Like, where a child a is kid- afraid to give their grandparent a hug. That's incredibly yeah. sad. How long is that going to last, Kitty? Is the thing. So they're, you know, in a year or two, they're going to go, oh, gee, oh, 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 can I, uh, uh, I'm not sure. Anyway, Kitty, you're absolutely right. This is a shit show. To me, to me, in my opinion, okay, the, the pandemic is not gone, it's still here, but to me, it's gone. I'm sick of it. I don't listen to the numbers anymore. I do what I, I, I am. To. Being sick of it is one thing, but it's not gone. Uh, no, 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 no. But you can be sick of it all you like. It needs, they need to now say, you know, the survival rate for this is such and such. People have gotten their boosters. You know, they, they, they close the pubs at eight o'clock. They, they target one of the only industries that's fo- that was open solely to people who are vaccinated. We all got, and yet the, the, this industry is still under restrictions. I mean, when does it end? It's ridiculous. I don't think they know what they're doing at the moment. But we can't shove our heads in the sand and pretend it's all gone away no, because it hasn't. And you know and I know the amount of people that have gotten this over the last couple of weeks. It hasn't gone away. And you know what? I used to be terrified. Now I haven't gotten it. Yes, I think eventually we all will get it. Do you know, I think it's gonna. It's only a matter of time. But to me now, I'm looking at this like this Omicron variant that's out at the moment. They're saying it's it's mild. It's very mild. If you're vaccinated, you've done what you have to do. There's only so much your life it can take over. We've all done our part. Enough is enough. It's no more than a bad cold, really. There's no more. That's than what a bad I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. That is how I feel about it at the moment. But n- nothing is to say that a new variant might not come in next week that could be more deadly and more vicious. But but, yeah, but, but you want no more news about that. So I if don't we hear deadly if numbers. we get a more significant variant, that well, then uh, talk to us about it. Until there's something significant and life threatening, don't, I don't need to hear it every day. Let people get on with their lives. Let people live again. All right, we'd like to hear from you on 085-825-2626. You can send us a WhatsApp voice note to that number, 085-825-2626, like Kira just did. Totally agree with Katie. Stop hoping this shit. Open up everything. Let's fucking forget about it. I mean, did they, did they print the suicide um, rates on the page every day? No, they don't. Cancer rates? No. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's gone beyond ridiculous at this, at this stage. Uh, open everything back up. And I'm sorry, if you're terrified of COVID, lock yourself in your room and let, let, the, let the rest of the world live their life. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's really, really irritating at this stage. I am sick to my back teeth of hearing about it. And Katie, you're an absolute breath of fresh air on this. <laughs> Thank there you. you um, but basically, she's again. I don't like. I I actually work uh, in a newsroom as well. Uh, I work in the news talk newsroom at weekends and stuff like that. And when the figures come out, and for example, on Saturday, uh, we had the highest single daily case count ever recorded in the Republic. What now, did that do for you? Seeing the numbers. I went, oh shit. You went, oh shit. So you were thought, oh, feck it. No, here we go. This is dreadful. This is awful. How did it change what you're doing at the moment? It didn't. No. It didn't. Uh, however, 
Do you not think that that is a significant thing to report on in so terms of journalism? Further? Okay, listen, COVID's not going anywhere. So at what point do we say, you know, they can't report. The next 50 years cannot have COVID case numbers every single no, day. No, no, I, I, I would hope that. To stop. I would hope it'll be gone within a couple of weeks. COVID's not going to go. No. We're going to have to learn to live with it. Okay. And living with it, it, it includes not publishing daily, yes. daily statistics. It, it means, you know, recognising that it's there, being aware of it, which I am. I'm not saying that COVID is gone anywhere. It's not gone anywhere. I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is that constantly pushing it in people's faces, is it's depressing. And for people who are already suffering with mental health issues, I couldn't imagine the impact that that has every day. And they know, you know, people are probably looking at it thinking there is a shitstorm coming. There's another lockdown. I'm not going to be able to see my family, blah, 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 blah. I think I just don't think it needs to be. We, we all know it's there. We all know what we need to do. It's been drilled into us from the very start of the pandemic. Wash your hands, stay six feet apart, and cough into your elbow. All right, let's bring in some more calls on this. Jay, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Jay? Afternoon, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Well, um, Katie is arguing we don't need statistics around COVID. We need to almost carry on as if it's not there anymore and stop uh, frightening kids. Oh, God, yeah, I agree with that. We have to keep the kids away. The kids are walking around scared. This is, yeah, they're afraid of bloody hoogie, you know, now. I mean, the kids out there now are five, and, like, she's only starting out to interact, and you can see the difference uh, from the other child, and he's starting interacting with kids. Like, they don't hug each other anymore, and kids used to run up to each other and hug each other on the street. They don't do it anymore. In fact, I saw, I saw a group of secondary school students outside uh, a shop here in Port Marnock the other day and they were all standing miles apart from each other uh, and I, fa- I have to say I did find it a little bit sad. Um, now I've so seen other sad. groups of teenagers not standing miles apart from each other but mm-hmm. it's been so ingrained into people isn't it? It is, it is. I mean every day for the last two, what, over two years well, going on two years now. Yeah, nearly two years since we had our the first cases is, in Ireland. I mean, I don't it's even creeping into kid shows. We're asking Sorry, go on. <laughs> I tell you, yeah, it's even starting to creep into kids' shows now. Oh, is it? You I know, actually like, haven't seen oh, that. Oh, God. Just I was walking by and she was sitting here the other day and I just said, seeing something and all about washing my hands and keeping that distance and saving them. Oh, do you know what that minute. probably was? That was probably Blippi. I saw that myself. My young fellow loves Blippi and Blippi's all about washing the hands, staying, staying apart now, all yeah. the latest ones, yeah. Which actually yeah, is very yeah. sad in itself. Mm. We're teaching kids, yeah. don't go near each other. When kids should be playing together, they I should would, be... I have a two-year-old there that hasn't interacted with anybody yet. Really? Outside of brothers and sisters, yeah? Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, basically. Yeah. If, 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 I always want to say sisters and his brother. He hasn't interacted with anybody. So what's the solution here, Jay? Uh, Katie says we need to stop publishing daily figures. We need to pretend this has gone away, even though we all know that it hasn't gone away. Oh, we know it's going to be hanging around. We just have to be careful. Well, let's get on with it. I mean... Okay, but when, yeah, when you hear, as I said, I was working in news and news talk on uh, Saturday and the uh, figures were released at around lunchtime showing 26,000 plus cases, the highest daily case count ever. Do you think that that shouldn't be reported? But yeah, but then cases going into hospitals, you know, hospital admissions. What's, what's the figures on that? I mean... I, Hey, we can all have it. I mean, they told most of us we probably have it and don't know that we have it. So, I mean, are they, transfer, are they translating into hospital cases? No, no, uh, uh, not an awful no. lot. I mean, percentage-wise, yes, it's definitely uh, a lot less than it was um, a year ago or two years ago, the amount of people ending up in hospital. It definitely is a lot so my less. My worry on this is where does it end, okay? we've, As I said earlier on, we've all done and are doing what we're meant to do. We all did this with the hope that there would be some kind of normality, but it doesn't even seem like it's on the horizon. You know, at some point... They're telling us for two years we're coming to the end of okay? it. For two years they're telling us we're coming to the exactly. end of it. Exactly. And it, it, we're not coming to the end of it because okay, every time let, we're let me read a, it, there's a new variant. Let me read a message uh, from Sean and he says... We need awareness instead of hiding it under the carpet. The whole country will be effed if the health services are any more stressed. The whole country will be effed if the mental health services are any more stressed as well. Yeah. There is a balance. There's a fine line in there somewhere. And at the moment, there is no fine line. At the moment, it is being pushed on people. People cannot escape it. I go on to my phone in the evenings. I, I've actually start, stopped going on Facebook in the evenings because I'm sick of looking at it on my timeline. I don't turn on the news anymore. Like, I, 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 listen to what Jay just said. Fear is a great motivator. It yeah, is. Fear, it gets, is a great motivator. fear also yeah. it can affect your mental health. Yeah. The, I mean, there is a line of making people proactive and making people scared. There's a line between both. And at the moment, I think that they're, you know, mental, the mental health, the demand for mental health services for children alone is up like 
400% or something. Okay, but yeah. but the argument here is: uh, Do we stop? Do we pretend it's gone away when it no, hasn't gone away? No, everybody knows it hasn't gone away. You're not pretending it hasn't gone away. You're just letting people do what you, you've been teaching them to do. If you have symptoms, go get your test. If you have symptoms, isolate. If you have a positive test, isolate. Keep doing everything that you're told to do. Just you know, let people live outside of that. Let the pubs open past eight o'clock, which. It makes no sense to me. In fact, I was in a hotel oh. on Saturday night um, and we went to the hotel so that we could stay in the bar until midnight. Isn't that sad, though, midnight. that you have to do yeah. that? Yeah, to yeah, have night out. Bit, yeah. Kira, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Kira? Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Kira. What did you want to say on this? Uh, well, unfortunately, as much as I adore her, um, I could not disagree with Katie Moore. Okay, why? Oh. I've had it three times. Mm-hmm. I still haven't recovered from my first one. Like, you hear the numbers, you hear about the deaths, and you hear from your own circle or just outside your circle of the people who had it and they were grand and they recovered, right? What you're not hearing is the people who got it and are not recovering. Mm. That's what you're not hearing about. Okay, are you uh, one of those I, people? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I got it. The first time I got it was the 12th of March, 2020. Uh, that was my worst dose, and I have not recovered from that one yet. In what way? So uh, what are you experiencing still? Severe upper, severe lung pain, upper chest and back, uh, severe shortness of breath, any, especially with any exertion, so going upstairs, any or changing, going into the next room, anything like that. Uh, severe fatigue issues. Um, I'm either sleeping all day or I'm not sleeping at all, or I'm like... Grandpa Simpson just falling asleep. Um, 11 months ago, last February, I got up at four in the morning and I dozed off for a split second at the top of the stairs, fell head, stu- head first down to the bottom, broke my elbow and my finger. Oh my God, right. That was that was due to COVID. Well, that does sound uh, horrible. Nobody's like... But I think the point Kira is making is yeah. that we need to be talking about this. We need to hear these stories that aren't yeah, being talked I need about. To know, I need to know these numbers are like. Now, that was the 12th of March last year. I got it on Father's Day this year, 20th of June. Mm-hmm. And um, the whole house, myself and my t- two kids, got it on the 26th of November, just gone. So we basically spent the whole of December in isolation. So I've had it three times. I'm a 10th And that's in the hard, and it sounds like it was awful, but we're also not hearing about other diseases. I mean, there are people sick with do other you want things. To hear, do, you want, do you want to hear about my arthritis or my fibromyalgia or my Crohn's? Or other my things that will probably go un- unca- undetected in many people because of... The hospital issues at the moment, people, there are people out there with Crohn's, with cancer, with all kinds of diseases right now who aren't even getting diagnosed. And those who have been diagnosed are missing vital treatment. So there's going to be another health crisis alone because of this pandemic, which is also well, pretty pers- scary. Personal experience, I'm, I'm dealing with one hospital in particular, and I'm actually dealing with them for about four or five different issues. I'm, I'm, I'm attending about four or five different departments at the moment. And I have to say, during the past two years, they've been fantastic, all the departments. And I'll be getting like first appointments. Very lucky. And they're ringing me and they're just that and the other and they've been fantastic. Well, you're very lucky because, you know, I know people who have health issues and can't get in to see um, consultants. They can't get vital appointments that they really need because of this. And it's at the same time, people are going to die. Okay, but what has that got to do? Let me ask you, Kira. Do you believe that we need to uh, continue publishing, for example, the daily case counts, uh, which hit a record on Saturday? I want to know them because I know I'm high risk. I've been high risk for the past 19 years. Mm-hmm. But in all, all with all due respect, Kira, what difference does you knowing make? You've had the virus. You know what it's like. You know it's out there. You know, you know, you know what you need to do as much as you can do. To st- what difference do the figures have to you other than thinking, oh, shit, this is this is a shit show. We're going back down this road again. And it's going to play with your head. Okay, so in answer to... I want to know to look after myself. I'm at the stage But you look after yourself anyway. This is what I'm saying. Everybody needs to look after themselves anyway. Stop worrying about the figures. I've been doing it for the past two years and I've still got it three times. No, but the 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 point... When I do go out, I'm obsessive. No, I'm talking about general. I'm talking about, you know, people saying we need to know, we need to know. Look after yourself. Do what you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. We don't need yeah. to have this pushed on us constantly. If you're looking after yourself as much as you can, I know no, you can do everything in the world and still get it, but we know it's there. It's been on our, in yeah. our ears for the past two years. It's not going anywhere yet. It's not, it probably won't go anywhere. It's going to be the way this is. COVID is a part of our lives now. 
we yeah, so do I, what we have to do I, and get on with our lives. You're talking about taking care of yourself. I'm taking care of myself. I couldn't give to pick, to, I'm at the stage now where I couldn't give a shite about anyone else. Exactly. So and I you're dead right. You need to put you yourself don't first. Watch, you don't watch the news. Okay. I but uh, but again, uh, again, I want to I want to ask. mental health issues. I want to ask why we need. So like I said, I was working in a newsroom on Saturday when that 26,000 record uh, case volume came in. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we did run the the news story um, and highlighted the fact that it was the biggest single daily case count ever since this started. Yeah. But Katie wants journalists to stop doing that. I just don't see what good it's doing other than freaking people out and playing with their heads. Don't watch it. Don't watch it, but Katie. But you can't, Kira, you can't escape it. You cannot escape it. This is the whole point. If it was even... If you can't, if, I, if the news is pissing me off, I just don't watch it. If I want to see what the numbers are like, I, I go in and I watch it. Big deal. Kira, no like matter where you go, you're going, somebody day. is going to say it in passing mm. or it's going to come up on your phone. Everybody, some way, everybody is exposed to this, okay? My point here is, is that, you know... We can all do our best look after ourselves. We don't constantly need this shoved down our throats. You got the news the other day, Adrian, when you were in the newsroom of mm. how many cases? 26,000. And you sat there and you said, oh, shit. But that didn't, no, no, it no, messed no, with your no, head in that moment. Yeah, but it didn't change second. anything you're going to do. You are still doing your antigen tests. You are still washing your hands, I mm. hope. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah. are still keeping your distance from people. You've gotten your vaccines. I mean, what, has other, what did that do other than in that moment give you a bit of a down moment because i am aware that this thing is still rampant it is everywhere and i have to be extra cautious because it's so widespread that's the that's the thing it is widespread but most of us are surviving it it's not it's not the plague no i know that this isn't the plague you know, most people who get it are going to get through it. And I'm not, I'm, that's not to belittle people who've gone and been really sick because, you know, that's really hard. But it's already consumed two years of our lives. That's a long time. People haven't been able to go on holidays. They haven't been able to meet up with friends. You haven't been able to go out properly on proper nights out. Like cinemas even. Even it's something as stupid as it. I wanted to go to the cinema with my husband. I only realised the other day cinemas close at 8 o'clock as well. It's ridiculous. All right. Um, 085-825-2626 is our WhatsApp number. Send us a WhatsApp voice note to that number, uh, please. Let me go to uh, Niall. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Niall? Hiya. Well, Niall, wh- what's your view on this? Do we need to uh, stop talking about this, stop publici- publicising uh, the daily figures and pretend it's gone away? The daily reports need to stop. Need to stop. Why? Because it's just too much. It's even driving my family all paranoid. This sort of thing, you know, I would have it, if you want to report the figures, have it reported on the HSE site. As far as having it, Everywhere in the media, I mean, it should be just once a week reported, done, dusted. Okay, have it so done just once a week. Okay, the point I was making, the point I, that I was making day. a moment ago was on Saturday we had the high, highest daily figures ever since the pandemic began. Do you not think that's a newsworthy bit of information to share with the public? Once a week. Once a week only. That's all. Yeah, just once a week only. This sort of thing that this that having it on a daily basis is is just all it does is it creeps it creates paranoia. Yep. And I've had a, I've had this with I've had this with my family. I've mm. had this with the people around me. And now, and even the ones who are vaccinated are paranoid. You see, so, the sad thing here is people are forgetting the mental health aspect of it. We already have a country that where mental health issues are a massive problem and we don't have the services to keep up with the demand. Like, I mean, are we forgetting the, the, the impact that this has on people to, like, these 21,000 cases, yeah? 26,000. No, oh, sorry, 26,000 cases the other day. How many are in hospital at the moment? Uh, probably none or very few. No, overall. Oh, sorry, overall, uh, over 1,000. Okay, how many are in ICU? Ninety-three uh, or something right. like that. Right, and this is not to take away from you know how serious this is. It's awful that people are ending up in hospital. But you know, look at the bigger picture: uh, twenty-six thousand cases in one day. In one day, that's not even taking into account a whole month of cases. And there's ninety-something people in hospital. The vaccines—they're working. You know, people who are getting sick and ending up in ICU are people they're saying who are most likely sick 
anyway, you know, I just... All right, stay, stay there for one second if you can, please. I'd love to hear from you on this on 085-825-2626. Is it time that we... Well, we started talking about children and the impact that this is having on children, but a lot of it has to do with the uh, paranoia being generated by uh, news reporting of, for example, 26,000 daily case count. Um, Linda, I'll be with you in just a second. Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Now, we're talking about whether or not we should stop reporting on uh, case counts. Let me have a listen to this WhatsApp voice note from Dara. Yeah, I have to say I'm with Katie on this one. Um, There's no need for us to be absolutely inundated with figures and how you know, how many cases there is each day, like exactly that. How does that serve us? We're all fully aware that it's there. We're not going to be unaware of it if we're not getting these notifications on our phones. But I, for one, don't, you know, subscribe to any news articles or anything, but I keep getting notifications daily like this that I don't want to see either. I mean, giving your awareness to something as well, has no benefit if it's going to make you feel worried you know it's it's a pointless emotion to be aware of the sheer volume of cases it's like giving attention to anything only makes it bigger and you know why should we do that it's not like you said we're going to be under a rock and we won't know what's happening out there we do know and we are being as cautious as we can be but at a certain point what else is the case numbers doing but you know again fear-mongering don't agree that that it needs to be done. All right, let me go to uh, Linda. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Linda? Hi. Yes, I would agree with Katie. I don't think there's need for constant daily updates. I think we're aware that COVID is still out there. We're aware that the numbers go up on a daily basis. I think at this stage, we all know that we have to wash our hands, sanitize our hands, keep distance. The vast majority of people have got their vaccines and their boosters. But I think it's creating a scaremongering among the general population and high anxiety. I have friends, grown adult friends, that are suffering from anxiety and panic attacks over too much conversations about COVID. And there is far, like the world goes on. We have to live, we have to get on with normal life. It's difficult to get on with normal life when the virus is so rampant in society. And the only way I know that is because uh, of the daily case count. Can I just pull Kevin on Facebook up on something? Kevin, Kevin says, Katie, you anti-vaxxers who won't vax your children. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, by the way. I am vaccinated. So I don't appreciate being told I'm an anti-vaxxer because I don't like anti-vaxxers. Okay, not that I don't like them. I don't agree with them. Okay, so I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any stretch of the imagination. I have adhered to all the COVID rules. Do you remember me at the start of this pandemic, how afraid I was? you were terrified, I was anal about it. Mm. And I've just gotten to the stage now where I'm just like, it's two years going on now. I think we're all getting a little bit fed up. And I'm not saying, for people who are taking me up wrong here, I'm not saying to act like there's no no COVID out there, to to go into nightclubs and all be hugging each other and you know spreading the germs all i'm saying is just you know let's have a balance between being responsible and pushing it on people so much that people fear that they can't escape it that it's never going to end that you know that ice they're going to be constantly in isolation or another but, but here's the time. thing much yeah, enough, I agree with that. yeah but when they just have to you know at some stage life is going to have to go back to normal life has to go on like you have to learn to live and people need normal daily routines yeah and that's why the schools did reopen and everybody thought they wouldn't. Yeah, no, I'm delighted that the schools reopened, I have to say. The critical of you to be sitting here saying, you exactly. know, oh, I'm so worried about kids' mental health and oh, this is something that's always concerned me. But, like but at the, the same time, we need to see figures. School, is that school not- kids wouldn't have their routines. I know no, there's uh, a lot of teachers out and there's probably still a lot of students out, but at least they have the option of going to school once they don't have to stop isolate. No, and I, I, I agree with yeah. the schools being reopened, I have to say. Um, I have no... I'm del- long enough over the last while. Yeah, like, no, I'm delighted I mean? that the schools reopened and uh, and all of that. But again, I'm going to go back to the, to the point that I'm trying to make here, that without being told uh, regularly where this country is with this virus, we um, start behaving irresponsibly. If people think it's gone away, then they start behaving irresponsibly. You really think, you believe in your heart that I you think, think those daily figures are stopping. People who are going to behave irresponsibly. Yes, even once a week. Even once a week. Once a week. week on the news. Do you know, I don't even want to see you once a week. Daily news. 
news, people are listening too much to it. And children are listening to everything in their households, everything around them. I was in the supermarket shopping the other day and there was a small child saying it was a lot of people in there. And it was actually not a lot of people in there, but the child is obviously hearing that kind of thing at home. And But Adrian, you're saying like people, people need everywhere. to hear this behave responsibly. I'm sick of hearing it. I don't even pay any heed to the numbers anymore. And I'm responsible. I'm extremely responsible. You know, so I don't think the figures, I think if you're going to be irresponsible, you're going to be irresponsible regardless of what the figures are every day. So as far as you're concerned, uh, Linda, we need to stop um, uh, publishing these daily figures and uh, shove our heads into the sand then? No, I didn't say anybody should shove their heads into the sand. I think there's enough publication and news about it that just doesn't need to be done on a daily basis. Okay, so you can get the you can get the information if you want the information, but it shouldn't be everywhere. Is that the point you're making? Yeah, that's basically what I'm trying to say. I didn't say anybody should stick their heads in the ground. I think maybe once a week on the news. It's in newspapers. It's you can have the COVID app on your phone if you want it. Like there's it's out there if you want the numbers. But I don't think it needs to be on a daily basis. All right. Great to talk to you. Thanks very much indeed for your call. You can send us a WhatsApp like uh, Kigo just did. How are we? Happy Monday. Um, The way people are talking, it's like the news goes door to door, ringing the doorbell, demanding that you listen to them. People People are hate watching, hate listening. They're reading all this stuff just to get themselves annoyed. Don't read the news. Don't listen to the news. Turn it off. Listen to music instead. Make yourself healthier. And in terms of the kids, you set a good, calm, confident COVID example and you're fine. But listen, everybody, if you don't want to listen to the news and if you don't want to get the figures, don't listen to it. Don't read it. Mute it on Instagram and Twitter and all that sort of stuff and have a good day. That's the key. Stay safe. Stay sane. Turn everything off if you need to. Over. 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 Not that easy. You're talking to somebody in the street like, oh, did you hear 26,000 cases? And you're just like, oh, God, this shit again. I can't listen anymore. There's only so much of this crap you can listen to. Okay? We all are aware of it. We're all aware of how serious it is. We all know what we need to do. I don't know how many times I need to say this. I just think that pushing it on people is doing no good. You know, at some point... It's going to have to, the numbers are going to have to stop. A point, at some point, life is going to have to continue. So why not li- let life continue now? While the case counts at its highest level since the pandemic began. What That's the, ho- the fact of it. But the hospital le- levels aren't. The hospital levels have been worse. They have been worse, yeah. We have done, if we hadn't had our vaccines and if, you know, we didn't know the stuff we know that we have to do, I'd say fair enough. If people needed to be educated, I'd say fair enough. But we don't need to be educated anymore. This has been going on for two years. It's become our, our new normal. And I hate saying that, but it has become our new normal. It's life now. We understand it. We get it. We don't need to constantly see it. As um, a message on our Facebook said, it is easy. Just switch off. Just don't read it. Don't look at it. But okay, so... If you want to use your social media, yeah, people are sharing it. It is everywhere. You should be able to go on to social media and not have it pushed in your face. You shouldn't have to go on. That is literally you shove, to shoving your head in the Listen, sand. You shouldn't have to turn Amish to be able to get a bit of COVID space. Do you know what I mean? We've all had it for two years constantly. Mental health is also at risk here. All right, let me go to uh, Maria. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Maria? Hi, good afternoon, Adrian. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Maria. Well, what did you want to say on this? uh, Is it time that we stopped reporting on case numbers and pretending it was gone away? I genuinely do think that. I think it's scaring the people, especially the elderly and the children. Now, I currently have COVID at the minute. I'm pretty bad with it. My breathing is pretty bad with it. My partner is over it and he's not vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated and I have to cancel my booster to today. So uh, you're listening to it constantly all the time when you're unwell and it's very bad for anxiety for people, I believe, anyway. Okay, but just listening to what you just said, that you're you're quite unwell with it, okay? Um, Yeah. The attitude that I'm hearing from a lot of people, ah, this Omicron is grand, it's just a little flu, you'd be grand. Uh, not a, and you no. said it yourself, Katie, but listen to this lady, she's saying it has affected her badly. That it's not I as mild. Say, I didn't say, I, I know some people are getting very sick with it, but all I'm saying is we, we know it's out there, you know? And yeah. this is a lady who has it. This is a woman who's currently suffering with it, and she is even saying enough is enough. It's overkill now. This lady, obviously, yeah, had, had, had the case numbers been, not been announced, you would have still gotten COVID. 
you know, it's... Yeah, but I do think it's making a lot of people very scared. I have to say my anxiety is pretty bad because my breathing was bad yesterday with it. And I was ringing my friends. I I had a panic attack actually yesterday. And it is like that, listening to the news 24-7. It's constantly on the TV, it's on social media, it's on the radio. You're talking to your friends, you're talking about it. I think it maybe just ease up on it and maybe just... You know, advertising once a week, the, the cases or whatever. That's just my opinion. I Look, don't I've know. Seen, but I here's here's a scaremongering story for you. I've seen on Facebook stories of beloved pet dogs, dog dies after uh, contracting COVID-19. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, how that. far does it have to go? You know, okay, but yeah, it, you just have to be safe and be aware. And, okay, and but just it, do what you have it, to do. Isn't it important, though, that we hear stories like yours as well. I mean, you know... But you can still hear stories like that without having... Yeah, let stories like that be heard because they are important. But I think the daily figures are being released every day that actually really don't reflect anything properly because... No, because they're probably even higher than that. Could be higher. Yeah. No, they are higher. They are higher. The only numbers yeah. that really matter, in my opinion, are the hospital numbers. Yeah. Well, because people who aren't in hospital well. are okay. Yeah. Okay, so well, thank uh, God I didn't get to go to hospital, but I do think that the vaccine is supposed to protect you from from being seriously ill. With now, I'm not seriously ill, thank God, but yesterday I was pretty bad. But there's my partner who's not vaccinated, and he was fine. Yeah. So that makes you wonder also about the vaccines. I don't know. I just when I think did you test positive, Maria? Uh, three days ago. Three days ago. Uh, I hope you're feeling better yeah. soon. You know, I, I know I, nobody's saying stick your head in the sand. Nobody's saying pretend you're not. It's not there and. I don't want well, it. Let's, it's uh, an awful dose. Let's just, yeah, let's just get on with it and uh, to hell with people like uh, no, let's, like, let's like find Maria no, here. No. That's really what you're saying. No, you're putting words in my mouth. I'm saying let's find the balance. Let's find the line between scaremongering and scaring. being responsible. Scaring, I, I, I do genuinely, Adrian, I do believe the scaring is affecting people's mental health. Oh, I do believe that, definitely, because I've had friends who are, have, have anxiety issues and then the children also are afraid to go to, even to the shop. Like, you know. Okay, but let, let me ask you the question again. On Saturday, uh, when I was working in a newsroom and the figures were released showing that it was the highest single daily case count since the pandemic began nearly two years ago, are you both mm-hmm. saying that uh, journalists should not report that fact? Yes. Uh, not, not, no, I don't believe they shouldn't report it. They should report it, but just not... Every hour, every day, you know, maybe once a week or every couple of days, just give people a little break from it every now and again. You know, it is. It's becoming a daily. Even do it once a week. You know that that Mm. it's not every day. Give give people six days off. Give us six days off our COVID numbers. Give it to us once. Let us think. Oh shit! Then let us, Mm. you know, know what we have to do. Know it's there. Be aware of it. Yeah, just a minute. Even once a week. Yeah. All right, but look, I wish you a speedy recovery, Maria. Thanks very much indeed for talking to us. Thank you so much. God bless. Take care. uh, Let me go to this WhatsApp voice note from Adina. Hi, Adrian and Katie. Uh, Lovely show today. I'm really enjoying the topic. I just wanted to come in and contribute and say that. um, from the very beginning of the pandemic um, I was a fierce believer that kids do not need to know uh, all the details about COVID. I think it has a negative impact on their mental health and uh, their general well-being if they think and believe um, that they are carriers of this virus and pose a big danger to their grannies and granddads and everybody in their surrounding. So I didn't think that was important, especially because we were told at the beginning that children are not super spreaders. There was uh, something in their um, immune system that just reacted differently to COVID and made them um, less likely to uh, pass on the virus to others. And then, of course, they are not very susceptible to severe symptoms as well. My daughter had COVID, barely had any symptoms. Um, And I just think that, um, especially kids, they don't need to know everything. Um, And the parents have to make that uh, decision. I mean, we tell kids about Santa Claus and uh, the Tooth Fairy to, uh, I don't know, um, make them believe in magical things. And then you go and overwhelm them with a scary virus and making them believe that they are somehow um, a walking danger to... 
one. So I don't think that's uh, very healthy for them. All right, Adina, thank you very much indeed for uh, your Can message. Can I actually just say to Kev on Facebook, Kev, you need to relax, man. Take a breath. Jesus, I'd be more worried about Kev's heart, blood pressure and his heart than I would be about COVID. Why, what's he going on about? Oh, he's on a mad one. Tell me I'm not a proper parent because I'm not, I wouldn't get my kids vaccinated and everything else. Kev, relax. This is a, this is a, de- a healthy debate. Let's squeeze in one final call on this health, healthy debate, and that's Dave. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Dave? What's the story, folks? Hey, Dave. Well, Dave, um, we were talking, uh, in fact, the initial message that started this conversation was a woman saying we need to be protecting our children from uh, negative COVID information. And she went on to say that we should stop publishing daily case counts. What's your view on this? Yeah, well, I like in regards to children, I think the adults are the problem, not the kids. Kids yes. are a hell of a lot more resilient than we are. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I take you in there, and if you think about it, like, the world's been through two world wars, and at the height of the Cold War, the threat of nuclear annihilation was a real and present danger. Mm. Do you remember, like, the whole duck and cover thing for kids in schools? And we progressed along as a society fairly well since then, so... The kids would be grand. Like, give it six months after this is all over. Children won't even remember no, COVID. I agree. You know, it's, it's listen to mommy and daddy freaking out at home. That's probably putting the shits up some children. Do you know what I mean? So, like, uh, 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 let me ask you then, with regard to, like, daily case counts and hospital numbers and all of that, Katie says that we should only be publishing figures once a week now. For example, at the moment... I would be happy not to see them at all, but for the pe- like, I, I think for people who do want to see them, then maybe there needs to be a happy medium. But for me, I, if it was my choice, I would be happy not to see them anymore. Yeah, but like, we all have the internet. We all have access to the internet. So if you want to see the daily figures, you can see them at the press of a button. Well, like, yeah, I, why not even do, do something where they can log onto a website and check if they want it? Then it well, no, you can do that. You no, can no, do no, that. But that way it's not pushed in your face. But even do it like once a week, like a weekly roundup of the figures. Because you not know like, how it changes. Like last year it was like, we have this many people, uh, this many cases, this many people in the hospital, this many people in ICU. Then when the hospital numbers start to drop, we don't hear too much about how many people are in the hospital. Then when they rise again, they start mentioning them again. You know, so it's not like they're following the same script the whole time. I mean, it's just the usual thing. The powers to be, you keep the masses um, paralyzed with fear so people will be compliant. Like, you know, it's like, that's not a conspiracy. It's, it's just psychology. Like, As I government said, yeah, there's a fine it. line between making people aware and scaring people. And I think at the moment it's scaring people. I think a lot of people are scared. But it is easy to switch off. I stopped paying attention to this shit like two months ago. Do you know? Just mm. I'm the same. It becomes a, like myself and friends and family, like we've, we've all come to the agreement, just lads, if whoever mentions COVID first is getting slapped in the mouth, do you know, or kicking the arse. Just, we've had enough. And like, it's, <laughs> I it's like where, I, <laughs> where, where I live right now, it's, it's absolutely rampant. Do you know, but mm. people yeah. aren't getting, like I know a friend of mine got it. He was sick for two days. He was fine. Now, obviously, if you were in a high-risk category, it could go completely different. But, like, at the same time, I think it's just the fact that, like, we've been in this for nearly two years now. You know, everybody's wound up to last. We're all looking for a reason just to kill each other anyway. You know, tensions are running high. We don't really see an end to this. There's no more. We can see the finish line as, or it's only going to be two weeks, or, you know, none of this. Like, we're all in this together bullshit. So, like, I can understand why tensions are running high. But at the same time, you know, maybe just pull back on, on the, the bad news. Like Adrian was saying, like, why can't we say, you know, X amount of people have it, but this many people have recovered, you know? Yeah, there's, there's the no positive. It's all negative. They're not reporting positive. And I know we need to hear the negative as well. And like people who are like that lady on the phone last, the, the other caller who's very sick. I know we do need to hear those stories, but we also need to hear the po- people need to have a light at the end of the tunnel. And at the moment, there's no light. And the reason there's no light is that the case count is so high. That's and the why. death count is so low. All right, Dave, thanks very much indeed for your call. And thank you, all of you, for uh, your calls. If you enjoyed this podcast, or even if you didn't, please hit subscribe or follow. If you're listening on Spotify, click on the little bell icon and you'll be, uh, no, uh, you'll be notified the next time we upload a new podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.